And we're live here on Facebook on uh, August 29th, 2020. Getting ready for the show for Balls and Sticks. Rich, how you doing? I'm doing good, Mike. You got, uh, what are your key topics you want to talk about this week? Well, Mike, we're going to be looking at the sports world's reaction to the James Blake shooting. Only the sports world's reaction, not the world's reaction now. Because okay. uh, after all, we are a sports show, Mike. Yep. Uh, we'll be going into the bubble to get an update on our teams uh, in the NBA and NHL. Yep. And we're talking a lot about fantasy football, yeah. our opinions on maybe the top five at each position group and maybe some breakouts and the guys that we're not looking to draft for this year. Yep. Uh, we also talk about uh, the Cubs, and uh, we have a poll question, as always, uh, this, uh, which we're going to redo the poll question. We'll explain that in just a minute. Um, and we're, we have more show news to talk about. So Rich doesn't even know that one yet. Caught you on that one. Um, I'll explain it all after that intro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. And we're back. Um, so, uh, let's get with the show news, because we have a couple of things on that to talk about. We'll talk poll question. And we'll then jump into the show. How's that sound? Sounds good, Mike. So, what's the new, what's the update with of the show that you'd like to share with everybody? Okay, before so we go to our poll question. We actually have a couple of things there. The first one is uh, we now have a Facebook fan group. We do ask that you join us there. It's uh, Facebook.com/groups/fans of balls and sticks. Um, so go ahead and join us there. Um, and, uh, you know, have fun with it. Um, we do try invite to keep your friends. Invite, yeah, your, invite friends. your friends to like the page as well. And that's where we are going to be able to post our poll questions. So that's, that's the first bit of news. You knew about that one. The I did? second bit of news is I have submitted our podcast to iHeartRadio. Ooh, nice. So we should be able to get on iHeartRadio here shortly. And, uh, be available at all of the major places, including iHeartRadio. So, yeah, excited about that. Um, with that being said, I think we're going to go into the poll question. Rich, you want to explain to the people the poll question last week and why we are talking about it even more this week? Okay, so last week's poll question was uh, Torchy's Tacos, which you can get at Minute Maid Field in Houston, going up against... Deep Dish Pizza from Beggars, which you can get at the loan office. Guaranteed hey, folks. Joe here. Um, oh, I guess. Due to te technical difficulties or changes in Facebook on how Facebook wants to do things, we were unable to do it as a poll on our group page. So we tried to do it as a poll as best we could by asking people to react to it, to react to the post itself with a heart for Torchies and a thumbs up or a like for uh, the deep dish pizza, but we only got four votes. And, and Mike, because we're going to be recording our show on third next on Thursday before the Labor Day weekend, we're going to keep this one up as our as this week's poll in between shows, and we're actually going to utilize the fans of Balls and Sticks page to post this as our active poll to hopefully get some better, more, more votes. Which came into our third point that I forgot to talk about, uh, which is a Thursday show this upcoming week. Yeah. So, so watch for us to go live Thursday night because uh, yeah. we're both going to kind of be technically we'll both be out of town. Yes. On, on Labor Day weekend. Mike, you're kind of coming into where I'm at, but unfortunately, I'm heading out of town for a family for a family um, vacation or getaway. 
so I will be unavailable to not take a show on Saturday. It's a good thing that you're going with your family on vacation. You're not. It's not that he's un, It's unfortunate that he's going on vacation with his family. It's unfortunate that we will not be together. We want to put that out there. You're looking forward Thank to you. the vacation. He's not saying he didn't want to go on vacation. He's saying he's just bummed that we're not going to be able to hang out together. Yeah, unfortunately, from the business on the business standpoint of yeah. this as a business, if you want to call it that. So be looking for that poll to go up. Um, we won't. We're going to see if we can still have pictures of the food or not. Um, we so might put the pictures in the comments. You might. Okay. Yeah. So watch for thinking. that. That should go live after the show here. Yep. Um, so Mike, have a little, probably the, let's go ahead and get into the show. The, probably the biggest news to hit the sports world and news in general was the shooting last weekend of Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. lots of stuff to unpack with this. Um, mostly with the sports world, I'm going to, I'm going to start with the non-sports side of it. Um, That's fine. And then we'll we'll move into the sports side of it and, and our reaction to the reaction as a whole. Um, so uh, as many, most, if not all of you know, um, last week there was a shooting of a, of a black man in Wisconsin uh, named Jacob Blake. Uh, it was caught on a cell phone video and it was released to the public. Um, nearly immediately and this is why this is one of those things that um, this instant coverage this instant ability to post and, and to record anything and everything and post it immediately uh, I think hurts the world because we don't have all the facts we still don't have all the facts folks um, yes the police should be as judicious as they can when drawing their firearm and yes they need to we need to try to to make it not a common thing for police to shoot somebody uh, and, and kill them, uh, which in the grand scheme of things, it really is very minor uh, when you take a, a look at how many millions of interactions the police have with uh, people every day and how many, how limited amount of them end up in uh, a fatal shooting or any shooting in general. Um, so we do support our police officers and we say we need to look at uh, at what's going on. Like, we need to get all the facts because for them to, to do something about anything, they need to have all the facts. And if the facts show that one thing and the social media justice world shows another, um, that's why we have sometimes where uh, some of these things are not uh, acceptable or th these things don't happen. Like, um, Brian. I can't remember. Brianna Taylor, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. That shooting, that one is unacceptable. 100%. Nothing nothing about it. The, the, uh, the, the, the knee on a back that resulted in someone's death is unacceptable. Um, in George Floyd's death is unacceptable. The problem is we don't have all the details, and there are some fuzzy details coming out on this, uh, on what's going on in um in Kenosha. Kenosha and and so not having all the details I can't I, I don't feel like I can actually take a full stand on either side other than to say um, that we are seeing all too often that cell phone video is hanging the police officers before we the facts have ever gotten a chance to get out and so exactly that, and, and I and I agree with you on that one, Mike. I mean, with the, the the fact that the national media, not let alone the local media there, took it and ran as in, and then took that as fact as that's the whole that that's what happened. That's what led to him. And yeah. the narrative of the story was he was shot in the back seven times and is now in critical condition. And then later on, updating the story to he's going to be paralyzed the rest of his life but not giving the entire picture. What happened before the officers drew their weapons? What happened? And the hard part. To them? Yeah, exactly. The, and the hard part a lot about a lot of it is, their is that um, the cell phone coverage that is put out there, a lot of times is only 
that little snippet, we rarely get the full coverage of it. And when we finally do, a lot of times it doesn't end up as looking as terrible. Now, I'm not, I, I can't say. So that's all we're going to say about that side of it. Now, we have to talk about the world of sports. That's right. Um, so Mike, before we get to your, to your opinion yep. here, let's give the facts about what how the sports world decided to react. Yep. So, um, the big picture, the the, little, the lesser leagues that maybe don't get as much media coverage, the WNBA canceled games. Which, by the way, did, or, you, did you see their protest? I did not. Oh, um, and I don't remember what team it is, but they took white T-shirts, put his name on the front, and then on the back put seven, like, blood, blood splatters. Mm. And that... Wow legitimately that's a very powerful statement it is now and and i totally agree like shooting someone in the back is not cool but still okay so that's yeah, that um, was their protest and and they they okay. canceled games and so that was that was very powerful and uh much needed um and then okay. the brewers and the reds uh, canceled, and postponed the, their game, and then the Padres and the Mariners did the same thing. Um, yeah, and, and that was Thursday, and then there were some additional games canceled on for Friday slate of games. Yep. As well as the MLS, the MLS and the NHL canceled games as well. Yep. Postponed. Um, postponed. Postponed. Yeah. Um, but probably. The, well, the, we we need to talk about one other thing. But okay. And that before we get into the big topic, because I know where you're going with that, and I want to point out. Uh, the um, NFL, um, multiple teams sat down with their players and decided that they were not going to have uh, spring, uh, uh, summer camp that day or, or any practices, and they, they canceled some practices. Uh, okay. I think it was eight teams canceled, and then eight other teams had a, day, a scheduled day off that day. Um, and they, they, they told their guys to use, it, use their platforms as they could to raise awareness and, and to, to use their voice. That's that's how the NBA, NFL, MLB, or not the NBA. We haven't talked NBA. We're going to get into that in just a second. But the N MLB, the NFL, MLS, and, and WNBA did it. Now, let's talk the NBA. Okay, so the NBA, it started with the Orlando Milwaukee game, which was supposed to be game five of their series. Orlando was out on the court going about business as usual, warming up for the game. Milwaukee never came out. Nope. Word came out that Milwaukee was boycotting the game and they're not going to take the court. And again, it's this, this incident happened 45 minutes away from the, the stadium that Milwaukee would normally be playing at. They yeah, have reason uh, yeah, to. I, they have reason to. Yep. And then... I mean, so, all of these guys do. Don't, don't get me wrong. They all have reason to protest. But... Yeah. So, and then that led to finally Orlando was told what was going on. They also chose, so they chose to leave the court. And then that led to the additional slate of games that were scheduled for that evening being canceled as well. And the NBA playoffs were pretty much put on hold and will not resume until Saturday. Yep, until we'll today. Will not resume until today yep. that we're recording our show. So, Mike, what are your thoughts on the sports world's reaction to this, either in, either the league or just specifically the NBA? Um, so, WNBA, I think the girls wearing the the ladies. I'm sorry, they're not girls; they're ladies. These yep. young these young ladies uh, wearing white t-shirts with blood stains on the back. That's a that's a moving statement. It is a very moving statement, and if you if it doesn't if you when you see it, Rich, I'm telling you, it's going to it will it nearly brought me to tears, and I like it just it was one of those things where it is such a powerful statement. It is great. It is good to see. That's number one. All uh, right. The rest of them postponing games. Okay. Now my biggest problem is the WM or the NBA. Okay. Explain so the yourself. NBA players sat and had a conversation until 2 in the morning uh, the night that the Bucks game was canceled. And the players said, we're out. We're not doing this. 
We're not gonna. Yeah, we're not gonna be your dancing puppets. We're not gonna entertain you until some sort of real social justice change can be made. Yeah. Yeah. More specifically, it was the, I guess the two more most high-profile teams, the Lakers and the Clippers, voting to end the season, formally voting to end the season, and leave the bubble. Yep. And, and there were other guys that joined them in that vote, and and yes, that's what was going to happen. So they tell their owners, the, the players tell the owners what's going on. And the owners say, okay, that's fine, but you're losing 30% of your salary this year. And the NBA players said, hey, um, so on second thought, we'll, we'll just postpone some games. And then we'll come back. So what or that, at least that, or at least that brought them back to the table to talk about. All right, how can we, how can we go about affecting change? Yes, while still playing games. So they now are well, and Rich, you had some insight on this. Yeah, I, I was uh, driving to work to meet my manager to pick up some things at uh, um, at the at the at the warehouse where I work at when when I'm not working at home. And Adrian Wojnarowski reported that uh, Jalen Brown, a member of the Boston Celtics, spoke up, and he was very active in protests and marches before the NBA went into the bubble. And he flat out told them, "All right, if we cancel the season, are you going to actively go out and participate in marches, organize demonstrations, and be an active member of these protests, or are you just going to go home, stay at home, catch up on your Netflix, hang out with the family?" And that got the room silent, supposedly, because so that tells me that, yeah, they'll, they'll, they're fine with maybe using a boycott and that being the end of their action besides interacting and posting um, things on their social media to call out these injustices and how things need to change, but not doing anything maybe to lead to change like Jalen Brown does, yeah. like Jalen Brown is proposing that he would do. Yeah, and I, I do have a big problem with that. Um, now, granted, what bigger what bigger stage do they have than when they're standing there in front of and, and playing games in front of millions of people? Like that's exactly that is one thing exactly. that they they that that stage is so much larger than even if they go back to Boston or L.A. and they leave or marches, their hometown or whatever hometowns are going to any, at any given moment and they leave marches. It doesn't. Um, they're not they're, their stage is so much bigger so if you look at it that way yes uh, there's reason to come back because you have a large stage again but the fact that they were willing to, to the, the, the money aspect was such a big deal to them that it brought them back to the table tells me they didn't have the convictions that Colin Kaepernick did Okay. Because, and and actions again, actions speak louder than words. Correct. Yes. And uh, and and I'm not. I'm. I don't know any of these gentlemen personally. I'm looking at their actions. Colin Kaepernick knelt. Colin Kaepernick peacefully protested and opened a lot of people's eyes to this issue. And even was basically told by the NFL, by, by, by a lot of the, the, the coaches and staff and stuff, that if he doesn't act right and behave the way that he's being asked to, that he's not going to be able to play in the NFL anymore. And he was okay with that and continued to pull do what he did. And the NFL has now admitted that they blackballed him because of that. So... Now we're looking at the world and we're like, wait, he was willing to go through all of that. Now, let's not make light of the fact that he's also made more money in the NBA or in off uh, off the Endo field deals, endorsements and endorsements than he probably would have. Uh, and and I can break. We have broken down uh, multiple times for you, but we look at. Uh, Colin Kaepernick's numbers were falling off. 
uh, the way he plays as a mobile quarterback, he does not have the size to go along with being that mobile quarterback. He was more designed, he, his body shape and, and design is more that of a RG3, so the likelihood of injuries happening to him over someone like Lamar Jackson or, uh, or Cam Newton um, is way higher. So the likelihood that he's going to get paid another time after that extension that ended um, was very minimal. And so, yes, he's turned his, his campaign into something that's allowed him to make more money, but he was still willing to give up the dream of being an NFL quarterback for what he at the time saw and, and, and what he he believes and still believes was the right thing to do. And that I respect. I may not I may not agree hundred percent with everything that he was doing and and I I agree that he I agree with his sentiments. I don't necessarily agree with his form of protest and that's fine. Um that's why we're America, because we can protest however we want to protest. But he's done. He was willing to lose his job for the cause. And these NBA players aren't willing to even lose thirty percent of this year's salary because of the uh, for the cause. And that I have lost lots of respect for these guys. Hate you. You can put your hate mail. Type it up. Put it on my Facebook page. Call me a racist. I'm not. If you know who, I, if you know me in real life, you know that I'm not. Um, I, I don't need to prove that to you. I'm telling you, their behavior, their actions have spoken loudly to me, and it's that they don't actually care about the the movement. They care about the money behind it, and that that has lost a lot of. All right, so Mike, final thoughts on this before we get into um, the rest of our show is that in the big scheme of things, looking at the big picture, yep. if the NBA had walked out, if multiple games in the other leagues had been canceled in the name of social unrest yep. or, or racial inequality, for racial inequality reasons or Black Lives Matter reasons, would it have made a difference in the big picture? Could that have affected change, or brought even, or even brought attention to the issues if the leagues just pulled the plug on the season because the players refused to play? So first, it, it did bring it brought some. I, I, the issues are already in our forefront right now, but it did bring more attention to them. What they did, um, does canceling the season, does all of that bring more? Um, probably not. But possibly, uh, the bigger issue is, and and what the what their argument was, and this is again, this was the argument that was being made in the in the rooms as they were making the argument, was mm-hmm. if we refuse to play, if we sit here and we say we are not doing this, we're not going to be your puppets, so you can be entertained, while we ignore what's going this elephant in the room. If they stand by that and they do that, then there's no entertainment going on. There's no sport. There's no nothing going on. So the only thing to cover, the only news to cover at that moment is the social injustice. And so that's why I think, yes, it does bring slightly more to it. Because even without that, um, because baseball games were being played, you now you now have okay so we've talked 25 minutes but hey we have five minutes worth of sports so let's go to that in the news and that's five minutes that you could have covered more social justice reform issues so yeah i would say yes okay personally Um, i i thought that it that it wouldn't make a, a big difference because me and a lot of the people that because I mean, I guess a lot of the comments that I found that I that I was reading on social media about well, the NBA canceled their games was a lot of the comments were coming from people that probably could care less about it, 
care less about it being there. Oh, that's one less sports game I wasn't going to watch anyway. All right, good for yeah, them. Good. But good. again, that again, a lot of that comes off of political yeah. motivation, and I can't. Yeah. I, I'm not. That's not where we're at. We're. I mean, if nothing, I mean, it, it still does bring more attention to it, but. Um, yeah. But we have other things to talk about. We do. We had to cover that because it was a big part of the sports week. So. Rich, do you see what's coming up? I do see what's coming up real quick. Um, are we going to the Buffalo or to the NASCAR corner? Well, it's a left turn, Rich. Okay. NASCAR is. So another left, another left turn coming up after that. We have a lot of left turns coming up because we have a lot of coverage, a lot of last week's coverage, and... A lot of uh, and a race today that we got to cover for the NASCAR corner. So heading into the NASCAR corner, we're not actually going to head into NASCAR right away. We're going to talk about the Indy 500. That's right. The Indy 500 was won by Takumi Saito, Soto, a yep. uh, from Japan. Yep. Although because of the pandemic, he has been living in the U.S. for the entire year and competing on the Indy circuit. So it was, that was a nice background story to see that he was able to win the race, but uh, kind of sad that he wasn't able to share the experience with his family um, or, or even get to see his family for the entire uh, season Yeah, due to the pandemic, due to the travel restrictions. Yep. Uh, the drivers we picked, Mike, your pick of Will Power came in 14th. My pick of Spencer Pagot came in 25th due to yeah. a, a late crash. Yeah. That was a good one. Um, how'd we do in the Dover double header? All right, the Dover double header or the Dryden 311 double header as well. Um, Denny Hamlin was the race winner in Dover one on last Saturday. Uh, my pick of Martin Truex Jr. came in second. Your pick of Jimmy Johnson came in seventh. Man, so a I pretty good day for Jimmy though. I thought he was gonna do it that 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 race. He was he was right up there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Dover 2 happened on last Sunday. Kevin Harvick was your race winner. Uh, Jimmy Johnson did much better in this race, finishing third. Yep. And um, I thought that was the race that he was going to win it, not the not the Saturday race. And uh, my pick of Kyle Busch came in 11th. So not a bad start for, for Kyle, but not a, just not yeah, good enough. Yeah, it wasn't the tragic end that normally befalls Kyle Busch when you pick him. It wasn't. So that makes our that I don't have the I forgot to write down the. Doesn't even number. matter. You won the regular season anyway, but we do have. You, first rights, you, you will get first pick for the Coke Zero Sugar 400 coming up tonight under the lights at Daytona. Yep. Mike, who is your pick? I gotta go with the guy that has to win to make it into the playoffs. Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson. Okay, I had a feeling that you were gonna go there. He'll, um, he wasn't gonna be my pick. Um, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy's the guy that I do have in my fantasy NASCAR lineup this week. Yep. Um, I had, I think I had him in both races in the Dover Doubleheader too. Yeah. Um, but so the guy, because we've also often said on this show with Daytona, the track is the real winner. It's if you can survive and finish the race. So. I'm, I'm probably not uh, – he's not going to be in my fantasy lineup whatsoever, but I, I really like who he is, who he has on his car. I'm going to go with Brandon Poole, who will be bar- driving the red Chevrolet, which stands for um, Remember Everybody Deployed. Oh, So okay. Brandon Poole is my pick. Yeah, good luck. I, I mean, that's a, I like the, the sponsor at least. Um, so he finished six. He did finish sixteenth at the Daytona 500. So he finished the Daytona 500, and that takes a lot of skill. So, so um, we'll see how it works out. So uh, I think that's it. We're this is the last week for the regular season. So remember, that's next right. week the rules change for fantasy NASCAR and how that works out. So remember that when you're picking your fantasy NASCAR. Um, and and uh, again we'll Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, we'll talk about that Thursday. We'll talk about uh, the changes and what it what our uh, what it's going to look like coming up, um, and how we where our standings are on that. Uh, but uh, let's keep making left turns. I think I'm I'm going to say let's go. We're not going to go into the bubbles this week uh, unless we have time after we do our our fantasy playoff stuff. 
because okay. most of the pebbles okay. was interrupted by uh, the social justice stuff, and we've talked about as much of it as we can. I can get a quick one. I can get it quickly. Just a okay. quick where the series are. Then so let's in do the it. NBA. Okay, so uh, the Milwaukee Bucks have a three to one lead over the Magic, looking good in that series. Uh, the Rockets are tied with the Oklahoma City Thunder two to two, and my pick coming out of the Western Conference of the Clippers has a three to two matchup edge over the Mavericks. Uh, going over to the NHL bubble, uh, Mike, your Golden Knights are tied one to one with Vancouver, and your Bruins are down two to one against the Lightning. Uh, over on my side, the Avalanche are down two to one against Dallas, and the Flyers are tied one to one with the Islanders. Uh, most of those teams are resuming play today, okay. and that is your bubble update. So okay. let's go to the baseball diamond real quick. Did Mike. you have anything for the NBA bubble stuff, or um, you had your headphones off? Oh, that. sorry, my ears were. It was quick. Okay, yeah. it was quick. Okay, um, so let's make our left turns around the diamond and talk. Uh, we're going to just do the Cubs Week in Review, and then we're going to do yeah. a standings and trade deadline uh, update as of Thursday. So let's Thursday, look yeah, at show. Um, Cubs update, Cubs Week in Review. It's been a rough week. It was a rough week. Um, I, I was, I, you know, I wasn't surprised losing two out of three uh, to the White Sox. The White Sox are good. Yeah. And being, they, they brought it. Cubs just didn't have it against the White Sox, but I was a little disappointed with the Detroit series, yeah. uh, especially Tuesday night losing that bad, that bad to them, and and then suffering back to back like one one run losses against the Tigers on the season on the uh, series finale on Wednesday, and then coming back and losing by losing a close game. But almost making it, almost coming back in the ninth against the Reds last night. But overall, they went one and five last week. Yeah, that's rough. That's a rough week. Um, hopefully, they can turn it around this week. They're still number one in the Central. Yep. So we got that going for us. And yeah, uh, I mean, so hopefully with the trade deadline, I'm hoping they can pick up a couple of relievers to make the bullpen a little bit better. Yep. And uh, But overall, Mike, I think I'm going to be happy with the end of the season if they can be the number – if they can at least be the number two seed and at least get that home playoff game for the for what could be a really unpredictable three-game series, um, three-game first-round series with a third-place team. Yeah. Um, hopefully that all works out. Um, and, uh, yeah. So I, I'm going to ask a quick question. Uh, Grandpa Joe, thumbs up or thumbs down. That's all the that's all the options. That's all we're going with right now. Up or down, and we'll talk more about it next week. Okay. Grandpa Joe or Grandpa Rossi, sorry, Grandpa Rossi, okay. uh, how he's been doing this year. Thumbs up or thumbs down. One, two, three. Okay, that's it. That's all we're doing. We're that's a preview for next week's show when we talk more about it. Um, but. That's what we're going to do. Now we get into our our secondary meat and potato, or I guess this would be the potatoes to go along with the meat. Anywho, it don't matter. The main topic of our show is probably going The main planned topic. The main planned topic of our show, yes. yes. A fantasy football. Yes. So the, the plan, as we told you last week, was to maybe give you, in our opinion, the top five at every position and maybe give a, maybe a breakout player or a guy that we're not going to draft. But before we get into th our picks on that, Rich, what's the biggest thing we have to talk about this week for fantasy as it pertains to this show? We have our we have our fantasy football pick pro pick 'em challenge. Um, you can find that if you go over to our Facebook page, Balls and Sticks. Uh, balls and sticks over on Facebook. You can find our username, our group name, and our password to join our group directly on Yahoo. Yep. And uh, there's no prizes because we're still a startup show. Um, but maybe, maybe in a couple no, years, we'll there's a, a huge prize. You get a shout out on the show. Okay. Yeah. You could get, yeah, you're right, Mike. You do get weekly shout outs if your pick group is, does, does come out on top. Now, if you're doing terribly, we might pick on you, 
but yeah. you're still make it on the show. Um, so yeah, um, we need we want as many people as we can get into that. I am pushing it hard up here, trying to get our uh, get get a bunch of friends and and workmates uh, involved in that. So putting that out there for the world to to see, um, and then uh, we'll also which tomorrow when we have Rich and I are in a fantasy football league. And uh, tomorrow in the chat, I'm going to spam uh, the uh, pro pick uh stuff to see if we can get everybody involved in that as well. Um, but heading into fantasy football and our week one fantasy talk um, or NFL preview, um, let's talk about the most important position in the league. What do you think I'm going to say, Rich? I don't know. We didn't actually go over this in our so, pregame of so, the order that we were going to go in. So, so do you want to talk about the most important pick in – or the most important in in the NFL? Or do you want to talk about the most important as it pertains to uh, fantasy? And I will explain my answer uh, if either way. Let's go with your reasoning, Mike. Okay. Let's go. We're going to go with tight end. Okay. Explain your reasons, Mike. Okay. For the folks that did not listen to our fantasy football preview show last year. Right. So um, tight ends are the most important pick in fantasy. There are very – they – Rich. I finished the thing. I did not okay. say anything. You're did shaking you? your head. You're I shaking am. your head. Okay. Um, how many great tight ends are there in the league? Two. How many great quarterbacks are there in the league? There's a lot. How many great wide receivers? There's enough that you can build a quality team. And how many running backs? There's a pretty much there, that position group is pretty deep too. Okay. So then we have defense, and that last that, that should be like the last thing that you that the second be to last the second to last because the last is always your kicker. So. Where is it that you can make the most points in a, in games against people when it comes to fantasy? It depends on how your league is set up for scoring, but but yeah, I know where you're going. Okay, it's the tight it's end. The tight, tight end, end is the biggest gap, so the top two are way higher than the next two, okay. and so um, it, unlike the running back position, the wide receiver, or the quarterback position. With some minor exceptions, minor exceptions, but for the most part, tight end is where you can make up the most points in anything. If you have the top two, if you have top one or top two uh, tight ends in the league. That that being said, let's start off in quarterback. You took us to tight end, Mike, so we're gonna go there. Okay, let's go there. Okay, who are those top two tight ends? Okay. That. That make up that tier one of the tight end group, Mike, in your opinion. I think most people are going to say George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. Which one do you have as one and two? I think that they almost could be one, one A, one B, but we got to put them one to two. So, so I would say what, Travis Kelsey Kel- one, George Kittle two. I, I flipped, I flipped, but yeah, I flipped because I think George Kittle is a bigger part of the Kansas of the. 49er offense has more potential for yardage and touchdowns yep. than Kelsey because there's a lot more mouths to feed in Kansas City than that's, there are in, in France. That is an accurate statement. Okay, um, but that means that you can double team George Kittle a little bit more than you can ju- double team Travis Kelsey. Okay, that's fair. Kelsey that's open fair. more. Okay, um, so we have our number ones and our number twos. We both agree that those two are the top two. Now, yeah. fall off quite a bit. Who's your number Three. Um, I went. I went with Mark Andrews Whoa. in Baltimore. Okay, I went with uh, Zach Ertz. Ertz was number four on my list. Okay, and then my number four is actually going to be Rob Gronkowski. Mm. Okay. And then okay. who's your number five? My number five was Austin Hooper. I like that pick. Uh, I went with Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron. Yeah. Okay. But All right. I have a problem with him, and that's going to lead us uh, into, before we do that, let's go into who don't you draft 
as a tight end. You know, this is going to surprise you, Mike. Yep. Rob Gronkowski. Doesn't, that doesn't surprise me. I kind of figured that was going to come. Tight um, the tight end position just is not – does not get featured a lot in a Bruce Arians offense. Now, Tom Brady's there, so that changes maybe how he runs his offense a little bit. But I think with Gronk, you're going to be seeing it, – it's maybe not that I wouldn't draft Gronk, but I would draft him if the, if the situation is right, if I feel that he's falling. Yeah, he's falling, and I haven't drafted a tight end yet. If I can get him, and I'm comfortable with where my other position groups are at, but I wouldn't prioritize him. And I think part of your reason is his injury proneness, which is yep. the reason why I picked Greg Olson. I have Greg Olson as a do not draft as well, and yep. my other one is Kyle Rudolph. Okay, I like all of those picks. Everybody, everybody seems to think Kyle Rudolph's a great tight end. You draft him, and what happens? You're disappointed with his production, and you end up dropping him. Is that because you did that last year? No. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, now let's any move. other drafts or breakout guys that you could see. Maybe his value picks. Um, honestly, Eric Ebram was my value pick for the tight end. Okay. Um, maybe the guys that I have maybe as breakout guys. Maybe if you if you choose not to prioritize and get one of those top three, four guys. On your list, Tyler Higby, out in L.A. Yep. That Sean McVay could feature the tight end a little bit more. Caden uh, Hurst in Atlanta and Mike Gresky out down in Miami. Yeah. Um, Miami, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm still weary of picking anybody he's from gotta, Miami. I know, but, I know. But they've got to throw to somebody. Yeah. He's one of the better wide receivers. But my feelings with tight end, because – you mentioned it. You're shaking your head. You're shaking your head. Was that I would rather I would rather have. While I know that you would probably have to invest a third, maybe even a second round pick to get your hands on Kittle or Kelsey or even both of them, if you're crazy, if you're if you're wa really wanting to deplete the tight end pool before other people get to it is that that's also going to take away from getting one of those really big name running backs and wide receivers that I'd rather build my, my, my squad around instead. It's not that I don't value the tight end position. It's just I would rather maybe take a breakout guy or see or maybe see if there are some tight ends that even don't get drafted that turn out turning good performances at once the season starts. Mike Andrews wasn't even a guy that got drafted last year and ended up being a top five tight end once yeah. the Baltimore offense got started. That's all. But how That's much, how much of a end. difference was there between George Kittle and Travis Kelsey? And and uh, There's a lot. There, there, you are right. There is a big drop-off if you don't get Kettle or Kelsey. Or even so Ertz, I would say. Or Ertz or Andrews. Okay. Yeah. So if you don't, but the value, the higher quality of player that you're choosing to pass on because you're going after those two guys could end up hurting you in the later rounds. You you got to hit on the other but, positions. But what does analytics say? What does it say, Mike? Because you brought it up. I, I'm going to say that the analytics would say that the tight ends, in fantasies, the tight end is the most important position because the drop-off, the amount of points that you can gain versus the other guy's tight end is so much higher versus the amount of points that he's going to gain on you with a with a Zeke Elliott or a what I didn't mean to say that I take that back because we're not going there yet but as your wide receivers or your running backs so and, and that's true but I would rather spend the draft capital on other positions you do that. rather than in in theory in my opinion passing over guys you want to trade a first round for a second round I think it could. So you're saying you would? Or, or which one am I getting? Am I getting the second first round pick or the second second? You get the you get two first rounds. Uh huh. I get two second rounds, and I get okay. the higher of the third round. We might have to workshop that one offline. Offline once we find out our draft order. Okay. Our commissioner's been slacking on that as as. In in uh, when compared to other years, now, Mike, let's go to the most maybe the most important position in the real NFL, which is quarterback. Okay, 
So like, where do you have the, the where do you have where where how who are your I think number they, one and number top? two are pretty much st- solid. Everybody's gonna pick them as number one and number two. Okay. Uh, I think Patrick Mahomes is number one. Lamar Jackson is number two. I agree. Okay, number three, I have Gardner Minshew. Okay, not who I was expecting whatsoever. Mostly um, because you got to draft him in the first round, so you get free beer money. You do. It's a chance at free beer money, not all, all, not That's a true. guaranteed beer money. But yes, you have to pick him in your first round. Yeah. Uh, so my number three quarterback was Dak Prescott in Dallas. Yep. Okay. My um, number four, Russell Wilson. I, number four, number four is Russell. Number uh, five. Well, truthfully, Gardner Minshew is not really in my top five, but I picked him just because of that article. Um, so he's there. Uh, but my number, my number three or my number four technically would be Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I have Deshaun Watson at six, at five. Um, but I think for the most part, quarterback can be really deep. Yes. I mean, I think you could easily find a. I think the more important question is who you stay away from or who you would stay away from by team-wise because their quarterback situation is so unpredictable or there's no weapons yeah. around um, them, which could lead to some interceptions and or bad offensive lines if you're playing in a league that penalizes you for sacks. Yep, and, for sack and, and that's why, and actually I am uh, the guy I think you got to stay away from the most, Ben Roethlisberger. Hmm. I didn't have him as a stay away from. Uh, I'm generally not a. I'm not. I hate the Steelers. So big Ross, big Big Ben's not a priority for me. Uh, but I think there's going to be a lot of throwing. There's going to be. He has the potential for a lot of points, but those also could lead to sacks and interceptions if how he's many, forced to throw a lot. How many quarterbacks have come back from an injury he had? Not too many. One. So far, I we've seen one in the history of the NFL come back from a that torn bicep or whatever that was. He's not he's not going to be the same Big Ben that we're used to. Um, stay away from him. Don't draft Big Ben. Yeah, the the two guys that I have on my don't draft list, unless they fall, even though their draft may, might be listed in the top ten at their position, Aaron Rodgers and Carson Wentz. I buy the Aaron Rodgers. I think Carson Wentz has enough other has enough. Uh, I mean, he has Zach Ertz. He's got. But he can't stay healthy, Mike. Yeah, it's true. He can't stay healthy, and it's got, it's kind of going back to I got burned last year by drafting yeah, Wentz, and then he got hurt. I can understand so that's that. From him. Okay. Um. Two breakout guys. I don't Two have breakout any, guys. I don't have any real breakout. I mean, it's can you call Patrick Mahomes and. Lamar no, Jackson, breakout guys? No. Last year, but not this year. Yeah. The two guys that I kind of have, maybe if you're if you're willing to wait on quarterbacks, Teddy Bridgewater, and uh, and probably Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray could have a good year. I will throw out Cam Newton as a breakout guy this year. Yeah, I, I like Cam Newton. I like a Cam Newton pick too. I mean, um, he he'll be he'll be a value pick in probably the third or fourth round. I think it'll, you could get Cam Newton much later than, much later than that. Well, it depends on your. It depends on how. I guess it all depends on how many guy, how many people you have. Third, or, uh, yeah, I would say fourth round is a value spot for him. But that's me. Yeah, I mean, I think the important thing to remember with quarterbacks is don't panic if yep. there starts to be a quarterback run, and then join in on the run. Because that's an opportunity for you to maybe grab up a running back or a wide receiver to fill your roster. Or a tight end. Or a tight end, yeah. Don't panic and don't don't join in on the running back run. Don't overdraft your quarterback. Yeah. Um, so that leads us to the running back. Let's go to running back next. Yeah. Running back. I think this is an easy one for number one overall. I think if you've got the first overall pick, you gotta you gotta snag the you gotta snap this guy up, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would I would say he's number one on the on the running back list. I'm 
I'm surprised you said him. I thought you were going to go somewhere else. No. But I'm guessing your number two is actually somebody that uh, I'm going to surprise you with. Uh, my number two is actually Zeke Elliott. Okay. That's not bad. I had Shaquan Barkley above him. But I have Elliott in my third slot. We'll get to Saquon in a minute. Um, Derek Henry is my number four. He he came in at number six. I'm kind of was kind of on the fence on whether to go with him or Dalvin Cook in that top five. So I, I so I added a six pick for running back. Okay. So you have um, Dalvin Cook at number five. Uh, Dalvin Cook at number five. Yes. I forgot to give you my number three because you gave your number three. I forgot to give yeah. to give mine. Uh, Alvin Kamara. Uh, yeah, I, I have, I have uh, Alvin at the number four slot. And then, to round out my top five, uh, Nick Chubb. Yeah, I, I like Nick. I like the Nick Chubb pick. Yeah. He's a guy that I like, too. He's going to get a lot of volume. The only thing with Chubb could be is that he's sharing a backfield with Kareem Hunt. Yeah. So he could not as get as many opportunities in the passing game. Yeah, but I think that there'll be enough opportunities in the run game and to run the ball in the end zone that he'll get you a lot of touchdowns. And touchdowns are king. So you're, touchdowns get you a lot of points. You're seeing a glaring missing in my top five, I'm sure. Saquon Barkley. Do not draft Saquon Barkley. Why is that, Mike? What does in it? What does uh, what do the Giants have to offer by way of the rest of their offense? Exactly. A of, uh, yeah, a middle of the road quarterback, a bad off and a bad offensive line, and a, However, and, and not a lot of guys to throw to. So I would see I would see that as a plus for Barkley because right. he's the sole focus of their offense. So he's going to get a lot of touches both in the passing game. And the running game. He'll get a lot of touches, but how many guys are going to get touches on him? Okay. How often is he going to get slammed? I, I am staying away from Saquon Barkley. This is my – I don't – I'm not here to make hot takes. It's not what I do. Um, but I will say this is my hot take. Stay away from Saquon Barkley. He's going to get uh, – defenses, all they're going to do is look for him, and they'll double or triple team him, or they'll – play only run defense they're not gonna look they're they're not worried about Danny Dimebag or whatever his name is uh and he's gonna it's gonna be worthless you've gotta stay away from Saquon Barkley the Giants have nothing but him in the offense which is a bad thing for runners uh look in the past when there when there's been guys that have been great runners but that's all that that offense had they don't normally put up the great numbers that you're looking for in the fantasy Okay, so the guys that I have as maybe stay away from or maybe don't overdraft um, would probably be Miles Sanders and Todd Gurley due to injury concerns, and uh, Aaron Jones and Mark Ingram because they could get thrown into a committee yep. with uh, A.J. Dillon getting being drafted by the Packers in the second round out of nowhere and J.K. Dobbins coming in the Baltimore uh, at the third or fourth round pick. So and they're going to be in running back by committee. Yeah, and I never, I never, uh, the the, I will never count on Todd Gurley ever again. I did that once. I'm never going to count on him again. Um, yeah. And that leaves us with wide receiver. I, I got some breakout guys before oh, we go there, though. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, Hyde Edwards Hilaire, the rookie going into Kansas City. A lot of people are liking him. What I've been reading because of the because he reminds a lot of people about Lashawn McCoy. And a healthy LeSean McCoy in a Andy Reid offense was really good. Yep. And um, maybe another guy to look at is James Conner. Now that Juju Smith-Schuster and Big Ben are back, maybe you get a productive James Conner. Uh, my problem with James Conner on that move, and I like I like the move. Uh, I like James Conner a lot. My problem is, are they gonna spread it out too much that he's he he seems like. The defense can't just attack him, but they also don't have um, they, they don't give him enough touches. That's my only concern with. I think he's going to get enough touches. I think I also like Jacobs out in uh, out in Vegas too. I think he'll get a good amount of touches. Uh, but now we'll move into wide receiver. Again, this is my second spot where I have a what I think is one of the uh, what what is going to be. Um, Another, I have yet another "quote unquote" hot take by way of my don't don't pick. So let's start on your don't pick. Who do you have in your don't picks, Rich? 
you know my dope picks uh, i'm gonna give you two guys that maybe i'm gonna give you i'll give you four right off the bat with, yep. and the reasons my quick hits amari cooper okay. a good wide receiver but they got michael gallup and cd lamb in that offense and zeke yeah. in that offense may not get the production that you're inspecting inspecting out of him adam Thielen because he can't stay healthy can't that's stay gonna, healthy. that's gonna get you some hate mail from uh, our fans up here in the north I know. Well, that's just my opinion. I'm not saying I'm not going to draft him, but I'm not going to over. I'm not going to make him a priority of I've got to have that guy yep. and maybe overdraft him. Go. I, he would be a guy I would take if he falls. And the other two are Cooper Cup and T. Y. Hilton, productive number one wide receivers in their in, in their offense, but they just can't stay healthy. Yeah. So my pick is going to be someone who five years ago was a number one fantasy pick. Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, I, I run I can get away. That. I wouldn't run away, but I I would draft him with caution. Cleveland has nothing for you. Cleveland is trying to put out the dumpster fire that has been their entire franchise history. And yet they have one of the greatest wide receivers we've seen in decades and they're they're losing all hope with him I cannot we, I, I cannot emphasize how much I don't think we should draft Odell Beckham Jr. Okay. so let's get into the wide receivers you should draft uh, number one I have Tyreek Hill okay number two I have Chris Goodwin Keep, keep going. Number three, Tyler Lockett. Okay, we'll stop there. Okay. Totally different. Totally different people in my top three here. Okay. Michael Thompson in New Orleans, Julio Jones in Atlanta, and Devontae Adams in Green Bay. Okay. Um, I have Michael Thomas rounding out my top five. Okay. And I have Juju Smith-Schuster uh, in my number four spot. That's fair. I mean, I'm not a fan of the Steelers, so Juju is not really high on my list. And Tyree Kill was in my sixth spot as rounding out my top four. I kind of have a caution. I, I think I go Godwin as my number four and uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Um, number five. That's I, a tough one for me on whether I want to pull the trigger. But for me, because, I mean, when I'm drafting a fantasy team, I focus a lot on running backs, build, getting up a quality running back core so I might not even have the draft capital available to get any of those guys that, that I listed in my top five so again the same reason why I probably don't draft uh, Eric Ebram um, or Ebron Ebram yeah, we'll Ebram keep going uh, I probably don't don't pick Juju Smith-Schuster because I still don't trust Big Ben but fantasy-wise, those two guys last year still put up the good numbers, even when it wasn't Big Ben back there. I gotta trust them. Yeah. Okay. So I put them in my top five only because I think they they can do they they those two guys have the skills to do it. So um, real quick, because we are running real quick on time, let's give our number one defense and then our number one kicker, and that's it. We're not gonna. We, we won't okay. go any further. Number one defense. San Francisco. New Orleans. Kicker, just um, Harrison Bucker in Kansas City. You were going to say Justin Tucker, weren't you? I, I, I thought it, it's, it, it's tough for me on which one to get. Kicker is almost something I almost – I'm debating on whether to just to stream along with defenses, play the yep. matchups, yep. and stream. I think I'm going to go – uh, back five years, I think it's five years, maybe eight years now. Uh, Robbie Gould, good as Gould. Number one. Yeah, I like the leg in LA too, Greg Zerlerant. He's got a great leg. It stays warm enough in San Francisco that the ball flies a little bit farther. And uh, San Francisco gets lots of points in general, so he gets a lot of chances to make those extra points. Um, if you pick a defensive player in general, um, do you have anybody on that list or do you not care? Um, 
that one, I, I think it's an unpredictable position. Okay. Not too many fans play with it anyway. I'm just looking on the draft day. It's the last guy I'm going to draft. And I'm just looking for a guy from the previous year that had a ton of tackles. Yep. And then mostly that's one, that's a position that I also stream throughout if I'm not happy with the guy yep. after a couple of weeks. It's one of those, it's nice uh, nice if you don't have a, uh, a, a transaction limit every week and or in total because then you can just do what you want and drop an ad and drop an ad and drop an ad and drop an ad and not worry about it. Okay, folks, that's our show this week. Um, I feel like it was a good show, Rich. I liked it. Um, once again, check us out on um, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, hopefully soon iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, hopefully you like the show. Um, thanks for joining us this week. God bless. We love you. And uh, if you want to, again, join in on the conversation, balls or Facebook.com slash Balls and Six or Facebook.com slash groups slash uh, fans of Balls and Six. Um, either one of those. If you're, They're linked together, so if you find one, you'll find the other fairly quickly. Um, and so join us. Uh, we, want, we want to hear from you. We want to see what you got going on. Uh, Rich. Uh, I'll see you Thursday. Once again, remember, folks, see you Thursday this week uh, as we are doing a early show so that we can both celebrate uh, Labor Day as the unions wanted us to with not having to work. I think that's the best way to say it, right? Yeah. And on vacation with our families. Um, God bless. Look forward to football starting and uh, love one another. I didn't know if you had anything else to say, Rich. Nope. I'm okay. good. Bye, guys.